Welcome back to Cancer Perspective. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about your oncology team. We've talked a little bit about the radiologists, the pathologists. They are all part of your team as well. But now you've come to the point where some doctor has referred you to an oncologist or a cancer doctor to discuss if there's any more testing needed. Do you have the actual diagnosis? So let's take you through the front door of the oncology or cancer center. First, you'll meet the receptionist. The receptionist might ask you for information. And that's the thing I want to get here is that you might have to repeat information over and over again. You may have been in one facility, you have a physician, you filled out all the paperwork, they have your whole history, and you might be repeating that history all over again. And it might feel a little bit intrusive and with all the things that you got going on in your, in your mind, one of the last things that you want to keep repeating. But it all comes down to the importance of that cancer team being the detectives that you want them to be. So you'll fill out information and they'll get you set up in their system and ask if they have a portal or some sort of computer access so that you can read reports that are done at that facility or are shared with other doctors within your medical team. Make sure you bring a list of your medications. As they get into the system, there will be a lot of checks and balances to address any potential side effects or potential interactions. You should come with what your medical history is. If you have advanced directives, when you get past the receptionist and they've given you the paperwork to fill out or you brought in the paperwork that you had, the most important member of this team is you. We need to get to know who you are, what types of illnesses you come with, are you diabetic, do you have heart conditions, that's all a part of the piece of the puzzle. But even more important is not just your diagnosis, but what are your current needs? Are you a native English speaker? How can we help make sure that the information gets to you in the best way? How do you learn? Do you learn more visually? Do you learn more with your ears? How can we get this information again to you? What are your needs at home? Do you have any significant concerns about how you're going to get this paid? You don't have any insurance. You don't have any family members or friends that can be with you at your appointments. We will address all of these things as we go along. But remember, you are always the most important focus of each and every visit. Your first visit might be the longest. It might be the time that you get the most comprehensive attention, but each appointment is important and will help lead you to optimal health through the whole cancer journey. Then you'll meet the medical office assistants who help get you set up in order to meet the doctor. And then you have questions and more questions You'll get placed in an exam room usually, and the doctor will join you. 
So what if you don't have a doctor yet? When you're choosing a doctor for your cancer care, you might want to know who these physicians are. In the case of cancer care, they specialize in oncology. They may have an MD or a medical doctor degree. They might have an osteopathic degree or a DO degree. They become board certified in their field in medical oncology or hematology or both, radiation oncology. To find a doctor who specializes in cancer, your primary care doctor may have referred you over to someone special, or you may have a friend or family member that knows somebody. There are directories that will also lead you to find a cancer doctor. I would recommend NCI or National Cancer Institute designated cancer information. There's the American Board of Medical Specialties, ABMS, to find out if your doctor is board certified. The American Medical Association or the AMA Doctor Finder. The American Society of Clinical Oncology or ASCO. The American College of Surgeons. American Osteopathic Association, the AOA. There are local medical societies that have lists of doctors within your area and specialty that you need. The doctor you can think of as the head of your oncology team, whether it is a medical oncologist or a radiation oncologist or a surgical oncologist. Those are all members that might have the lead in your team. I'm going to take it from the perspective of the medical oncology team. Before the doctor comes into the room, they are reviewing your chart. They have come up with questions and may have consulted before you have gotten there or while you're sitting in the room with the pathologist or the radiologist or some other member that came before them. You could be meeting with a multidisciplinary team where there is a room full of all different types of doctors involved in your care, where you are present as they discuss you. More often, doctors are meeting behind the scenes, either at tumor boards where you are not present in or discussing your case with partners or specialists that they are most familiar with in order to best direct the care for you as an individual. When you come to a medical oncologist, you should bring somebody with you. You should bring questions that, that you want answered. I suggest that you write down everything that's kind of on your mind. You might not get all those answers on that very first visit. In fact, I'm going to tell you not to expect that everything is going to be answered and the doors are going to open up within your brain and say, ah, I got it all. But I expect that writing down what your questions are will help you listen actively to what the doctor is describing. Bring somebody with you that can serve as a note taker and checking off the answers to the questions that you may have written down. 
that allows you to be an active listener and somebody else listening can hear things in a different way as well. So together you can decipher the message. Be prepared to tell the doctor what side effects you are having currently, not the side effects that you may have eventually, but what is currently going on so that can be addressed in the meeting. You should have at the end of the meeting an understanding of what's happening next and how best to control your current side effects if you have any. Think about how much you want to know. Do you want a ton of medical jargon or do you want it just broken down to exactly the bare facts? The basic information that you might want to ask or have an answer to by the time you leave is what type of cancer do I have or what is my diagnosis? If you don't have that answered, then what are the steps to get that diagnosis? What parts of my body are affected? Do we know my stage yet? Or what kind of tests do we have to do in order to get that information? Are there any possible treatments? And what are the benefits of the treatments? What are the risks? Do I need to see another specialist? Would it be appropriate for me to get a second opinion? What kind of research is there available? Can I participate in research? Would you expect that I can work during treatment? Will I be able to have children after treatment? What are the contact numbers or the emergency contact numbers? Let the doctor lead the discussion. Often they are practiced in how the flow goes within that first meeting. But do not be afraid to speak up and ask questions along the way. I do recommend to be active in the role. You get your questions answered. There are no silly questions. And again, there's a whole new language in the cancer world. And sometimes the oncology team feels as though that they're very clear in their explanations, but truly they have just explained something in a very confusing way. It is okay to say, wait a minute, I don't understand that. Please repeat it and please repeat it so I understand it. The very first meeting that you have with a physician is usually the longest. It's the longest because doctor is using their resources to develop a plan of care or a plan to find out more information. Use that time to your advantage. Ask the questions that will give you the most comfort that your team is doing what is expected. After the appointment, make sure you're keeping a file of all of your tests, your medications, uh, tips, or new information that you've brought out from your consultation with your oncologist. Keep a running list of questions that come up in your head, some problems that you may have developed along the way. Talk with family, friends, neighbors, or whoever is most supportive to you 
so that they have a better understanding of your disease and how it can affect you physically and psychologically. Understand the visitor policies when you are on going each of these visits to see who is allowed to join you. If you don't have a friend or a family member that can come to you, it is okay. You can ask for somebody else to be present with you. You can ask if a member of the healthcare team can be present with you. You can ask if you can record the conversation with the physician. You can stop and take notes and ask for a little bit more time as you're writing things down. There may be a way to ask somebody to join by telephone. Many places have translation services available as well. You can get treatment in the United States even if you are not a U.S. citizen. There are ways to get services for international cancer patients. If you have health insurance needs, the Affordable Care Act has changed how health insurance works within the United States and allows you time to find new options on the health insurance marketplace. When you're choosing a treatment facility, you may not have much of a, of a choice within your area. But you do want to know, does it have experience and success in treating your cancer? Does it offer support services? You can find the NCI's information at Find a Cancer Center page on their website. Then outside of the physician, there's the oncology nurses. Oncology nurses specialize in caring for the patient and do a great job of caring for the patient as a whole. And then there are the advanced practice providers, the oncology APN, or could be a physician assistant, could be a clinical nurse specialist, could be a doctor of nursing practice. It is not uncommon that once the plan is devised that the advanced practice providers will see you more frequently as they are experts in helping you maintain your optimal quality of life while you're going through whatever treatment or whatever side effect that the cancer is throwing at you. As a whole, your cancer team is there to help you through this whole process. You'll get to know them like a family and do not hesitate to bring your concerns to them, whatever they may be. Outside of nurses and the doctors, there's also the dietitians, the social workers, the psychologists. There might be a patient navigator to help direct you, or that could be the role of an advanced practice provider. There might be a palliative care doctor or nurse or team that help you with the quality of life at home. There might be an oncology social worker, a genetic counselor, a clinical pharmacist, registered dietitian, physical therapist, occupational therapist, mental health professionals, chaplain or spiritual support advisors. Ask who might be available to you, especially if you have some particular needs or questions. Find out if your cancer team members are all at the same facility or at, the, at different locations. 
could they be available by phone or video or can they come and visit me in my home? These are all questions that you can ask. Once you have a plan of care and what is going to be your treatment for cancer, will it be surgery, radiation, systemic therapy like chemotherapy, immunotherapy, targeted therapy, or a combination of all of the above, or combination of two, three, whatever is recommended, where will this take place, what will the schedule be, and then once that plan of care is made and solidified, you will be given more instruction by each of the individual areas of expertise. You will receive education about your treatments and all of the side effects. And that is a whole nother discussion that we'll have in the future. So be prepared, relax, be an active partner in your healthcare, and bring somebody with you. Those are the things that I want you to remember and understand that everybody is on your side to help guide you through a very, very tough time and we'll get you through this. Thank you for joining us on Cancer Perspective. On our next episode, we'll talk about navigating Dr. Google. Take care and spread kindness.